What up, everybody? Ryan Rucco, CC Sabathia here with a brand new episode of R2C2. Massive news for the Negro Leagues. Outstanding decision by Giannis Adetokounmpo. So say I. What does C say? And we also tee up why CC Sabathia is now busier than Ryan Seacrest. That's all coming up on the next brand new R2C2, which starts right now. What's up, everybody? We back. R2C2, another week. What's going on, bro? Bro, I feel like you are the busiest man in showbiz right now. Dude. You're like Seacrest right now. It's crazy right now, guys. Like, I've been on Zoom since 11 a.m. Right? <laughs> it's 510 right now. And I've been I've been on Zooms all day. But it's fun, though. I mean, you know, it's just a blessing for sure. I mean, you know, there's a lot going on this year. And to be able to, to work on the dock and have it come out and, you know, people be excited about it and, you know, release of the book. You know, now I'm doing the the third pre uh, proofread of the book, so um, it's an exciting time right now. So it's, you know, hopefully we can just keep it rolling. So the doc comes out December 22nd, which is mm -hmm. next Tuesday on HBO. Uh, we will have Amber on as our guest. Uh, we'll release that episode Monday, so special mm -hmm. release next week. Which, first of all, made sense anyways because we were looking to release earlier in the week rather than on Christmas um, or Christmas Eve, but. Uh, See, yeah, I mean, I, you did a great interview with Sports Business Radio the other day, which I appreciated the shout out. Uh, and, uh, and I mean, you've just had a lot of different stuff going on. Are you starting to get, I mean, are you getting excited for the doc to come out? Like, are you I, nervous I, for people to see it? No, I'm not nervous for people to see it. I mean, you know, it's my life. It is what it is. Like, it, I mean, it ain't really nothing I can do or do about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'm just excited for you know, it to come out, you know, and, and it actually be done and for it to be like on HBO, put so much work into it. Obviously, Sadie, you know, our producer here and, you know, she helped so much on the doc. She she basically did her and Amber basically did everything. Um, so I think, you know, just for us three, it's exciting to be able to like watch it premiere on HBO. Like it's, it's going to be a cool moment. Yeah, it's a big deal, man. It's a really big deal. And how about this I mean, and you come out with the book, man. You were busy during the pandemic, bro. Yeah. And, and like, I didn't even want to write the book, to be honest, because I'm still so young, I feel like. And, and you know, um, and, and such a regular guy, I feel like. But but everybody was like, you know, it'll be a good thing if you were able to put, you know, write everything down and, and uh, put your thoughts down. And that's what I did, you know. So uh, I'm excited for that, too. You know, it's, it's going to be hopefully a good read and, you know, come out around Father's Day and. Obviously, it's a tribute to my dad, you know, just like the doc is. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like I said, I keep saying this is an exciting time. Oh, dude, it's awesome. I'm, I'm excited for you. Congratulations, man. And you know what? You can write another book Thank when you. you're older, too, if you want. Right? You know, you, yeah, it's like, <laughs> you write like, you know, this chapter and then the next book is like, a, you know, how I got, you know, what I did you know after what? baseball. Nah, you know what? Yeah. I would want the next book to be about, like, mental health and, and, and like, an oh. addiction and, like, you know, me struggling with that. I mean, I think, you know, after people watch this doc and, you know, hopefully I can get more in depth about, you know, the stuff I was going through. So, um, yeah. you know, maybe that can help some people. I'm excited for the doc to come out for somebody that may be struggling with alcoholism or addiction and that can watch the doc and be like, you know what, I need help. Because the That's hardest funny. thing about facing addiction is actually facing it. Is actually yeah. saying I need the help. The last five years of my life have been great, like literally the best I've the best I've felt. But yeah. but actually facing myself and telling somebody that I needed help was the hardest thing to do. So hopefully somebody can get that out of this doc next Tuesday. Uh, I'm sure that somebody will, man. And I love that. And I love that that's your goal and your aim. And I think that you know I, I even think about you talking about that in regard to talking with other baseball players or whatever. Like I remember. We've had that conversation before of like, mm -hmm. hey, you want to be a resource for people. You want people to be able to feel like, hey, if they're having an issue. They can come talk to you. Like, you've been through this. You have no problem sharing. You you want to help guide them through it. Yeah, for sure. I have no problem sharing my story, good or bad. And, and I've been through it all. You know, I've, you know, the number one draft pick to, you know, the guy who got robbed in Cleveland, I was almost out of the organization. You know what I mean? So I've, I've been through everything. So, the, I mean, I want to be a resource for these young kids to, to be able to help and guide them. I'm excited for it, man. I'm looking forward to it. So we'll have Amber on. R2C2 will release Monday. Um, we will Tuesday have uh, 
the doc on HBO. Um, and the book is coming out this summer. And I do also want to remind people real quick, quick before we get to swing, sling and heat, uh, that we are doing our, um, our contest right now. I thought you were going to say the Nets game. Oh, whoa, whoa, (laughs) thank you. Thank you. Actually, you know what? We should remind, it's funny because I was buying myself time because I'm like, wait, where did I, where did I write the contest rules? What text message chain was this in? And I think it was, I think it was Sadie and Bobby Wagner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I, but yes, dude, are you excited for Friday to do the Nets game, man? I I am. I'm super nervous though, but I'm, I'm super excited, man. I think it's going to be a lot of fun and you know, obviously, I always said I'll never put on a suit to call a game, but I'll one thousand percent put on a suit to call a game that KD's playing in. You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm excited, dude. You're gonna you're gonna love it. Uh, you're gonna be great. Sarah's so excited to work with you, Sarah Kustak. You you know why I'm not as nervous? It's because it's you guys. Like I know you guys won't <laughs> let me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. If it was anybody yeah. else, I probably wouldn't have did it. To be honest, <laughs> we, we will set you up to succeed. I promise. Do, do you have any big questions going into it? I right think now. I'm gonna have. I think I'm gonna be asking a bunch of questions, like okay, just good. the whole game, like what yeah. you guys see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. so I'm ex- I'm excited for this. It, it'll be fun, man. And um, you know, hopefully uh, after Friday, uh, hopefully then at some point we get a home game where they're actually playing in front of us. Because for those who don't know, road games this year uh, for any local NBA broadcast, those games are being broadcast off monitors. You're not traveling. Um, some national games crews are traveling, like an occasional ESPN game I might, although Christmas Day I'm not. Um, but local games like the games we do on Yes for the Brooklyn Nets, those games are being done on when they're on the road off of monitors. Now, home games, you're in person, like I was the other day for the preseason game. So I say we knock Friday out of the park and then we get you to a home game, see? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hey, so Christmas, you're doing the game from your parents' house? I'm doing it from my apartment. From oh, you know, yeah. so you guys not yeah. gonna hang out uh, with your parents? No. Well, yeah, because you, you know, have to work. Gonna, we're gonna see them uh, the weekend. We're gonna see them this weekend. Okay. So yeah, which is good. I was because, just thinking, like, it'd be cool yeah. to watch the game. Like, if they're watching yeah. the game at the house, and like you're doing the game <laughs> in the house, you know what I'm saying? That like, would be amazing. Be, be pretty dope. Yeah. That that would that would be amazing. The other when I did the game last uh, Friday night from home. Um, Andrea was like in the bedroom with like the volume super low, like trying to make sure it was going okay. Like, yeah, it was, it was wild, man. It's weird. It's incredible though. The technology that they've set up. The one thing, like the the only thing that's difficult from the at home setup is you're actually broadcasting it over the internet, right? Like through zoom. Mm -hmm. Now it's a different level and everything's sped up and whatever, but there are certain times where there's a lag time frame to frame. So like, on a fast break where guys are blurring down the floor, I might not really be able to like see it clearly. And they might like yeah. skip from the free throw line to the, to the I hoop. Was, and, so ooh, the, so I was like, watching the, uh, the TNT game the other day and it was Grant Hill. And I think it was Marv Alberts. Might've been. Yeah. And yeah. he was, he was late. Like he, you could tell he didn't know who had the ball at certain points. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. It, it's yeah. So it, there's those things are going to happen. So like, What'll happen is, so for the most part, honestly, I was blown away with how good it was technologically. Like, our guys have done an amazing job. And audio-wise, it's great. Video-wise, just because it's over the internet, there's, like, there's a little delay, you know? And there's, like, sometimes where, like, you might not be able to tell who blocked a shot, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, something Mm -hmm. like that. And you might be, like, a hair, like, the audio, to, to me, I'm calling it as I see it. But the way it's broadcast to you, you may hear me sound slightly late and that's how it was that's exactly what it was but i just chalked it up to like i mean as a fan bro you just got to be happy that you watch a fucking basketball you know what i'm saying like the the fact that these players in the nfl the nba are willing to go out and you know basically put their life on the line like you got to be able to deal with a little lag in the in the broadcast you know to watch your sports you know what i'm saying I, i totally agree and that's how i feel too it's like can i do the best broadcast possible no but can I do a really good one? Like, can I can I be close to? Can I be at like ninety five percent of what I you know usually would be able to do? Yeah. And in this circumstance, to be able to just broadcast them and with health and safety in mind, I'll take that. You know, For like sure. I'll, I, I will take that. Um, but I'm looking forward to Friday, man. That'll be no, that'll I'm be excited. a lot of fun. It's gonna be fun. And and I believe in our setup, you won't have a delay. For okay. uh, the yes setup, so that that's good. That, and it's the that, Celtics, you know what I'm saying? Like Kimba, yeah. it's gonna be awesome. You know, like dude, it's gonna be a good game. It will be a good game. It'll be fun, man. And if you know, 
I think it's for the Nets, it's their last preseason game. I think it is for Boston, too. So it's a, it's the final tune-up, you know, before uh, with this abbreviated preseason before the start. Quick. Okay. I also want to remind people, I found the text, see, um, <laughs> it, that we are doing a holiday giveaway here on R2C2. CC is going to give away multiple pairs of autographed cleats. He's got some good, good stuff uh, in the chamber there after retiring. I so, do. I mean, and see, a lot of people participated this week, which is great. And this is what we're asking you to do. If, you, if we were in your Spotify rap top five, share it and tag us. If you listen somewhere else or you're a new R2C2 listener, that's okay too. Just share a link to your favorite R2C2 episode since we came over to the ringer, explain why, and then tag us in the post. And if you tag two friends who you think might love the show, we'll enter your name in the raffle twice so you have a better shot to win. Big happy holidays from the whole R2C2 family. So you can do this on Twitter, can do this on Instagram, either one. Those are the instructions. We'll take them for a few more days, and then we'll announce the winners on Monday. Yo, you know, so I've been running my personal, I mean, I've been running my Instagram personally the last about week now. Have you and, really? And I've seen people been tagging me from this contest. And it's like, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yo, we read all this yeah, stuff off. And now, now I'm actually seeing it because I'm running, I'm actually running my Instagram. So oh, I love it, it, it's man. fun. Have you, uh, have you had to uh, keep yourself from going too deep into the comments? Or, no, or, or are you no. under control? I'm under control right now. Yeah. I'm okay. under control right now. You know, uh, earlier in the in the in the during the pandemic, a little bit, but now I'm under control right now. So <laughs> we'll see how long this lasts. <laughs> All right, man. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it as long as uh, as long as it does last. All right, <laughs> Sl- slinging heat time. See, what do you got for us first today? Yes, number one topic. Um, I think that everybody that was on everybody's mind was that MLB is now uh, recognizing the Negro League stats, which is long overdue. Um, obviously, we know um, how I feel about the Negro Leagues and the work that I've, you know, tried to do with the museum and obviously Roots of Fight and putting that line together and stuff. And, you know, it's just exciting, man, to be able to see some of these guys now going maybe get into the Hall of Fame, you know, have their careers recognized. And I think that's all they wanted because is, is to be recognized as, as equal ball players. And, mm-hmm. and obviously looking at the stats and, you know, looking at, at these guys' careers when they did get into MLB and looking at, you know, the head-to-heads between the MLB and the Negro Leagues, these guys were great ballplayers. And, and for them to finally get recognized is long overdue, and I'm just super, super excited that Rob Manfred and, you know, Dan Halem in the league decided to pull this off for us. So this is great. You know, see, how about, I mean, you've been very uh, forward-facing in the movement to make sure that the Negro Leagues get its due attention. Mm-hmm. And people understand it's history, credibility. Um, that you mentioned the fashion line, which I think was another thing that you know was great to generate do publicity for the Negro Leagues. How how satisfied do you feel, man? I mean, you you've played a serious role in making this happen. You know what? I don't I don't know if I played a serious role. I I just love the guys and I love the players, and I know I wouldn't have been able to live out my dream without those guys. I you know you had to give the credit to the Bob Kendricks of the world and the, the guys that really have been keeping that legacy going even before I got to the big leagues, the Buck O'Neills and, you know, all these guys that, that really came before me. And, and that's really what it's about is looking back and, and seeing all these guys that really paved the way for the, me and David Price and, and Dontrell Willis and all these different guys that got to live out our dream and had these great careers. You know, we, we need to, to, to look at these guys and, and recognize it's because of them. And you know what? I and also, they were great ball players. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not exactly. just pioneers. These motherfuckers yeah. could really play, bro. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think the thing that always stands out to me is, you know, when I ask you, hey, if you could make sure that people took one thing from the Negro Leagues, what would it be? You always say that it was a huge success, you know, that, that these guys were incredible at baseball and that business wise, it was a huge success. You know, mm-hmm. I, I do think that. For a long time, in whatever ways the Negro Leagues were talked about, it sort of was like this also over here, this kind of happened. You know, it wasn't given the proper credibility or respect for the product that it was and the Mm -hmm. business that it was. And and, this helps with that. And that was the biggest thing when I walked in that museum. It was like, like, for me too, and I always say this, People always think the Negro Leagues is like this backyard baseball, like this right. shit that they played, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it's just a, some guys on, on the side of the road playing baseball. No, these motherfuckers were playing in stadiums, selling out stadiums. Yeah. And I didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? I walk in that museum and you see Satchel Paige got his name on limos and, and planes. And these guys are decked out. And like, they were they were the shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, to, you know, we, we need to recognize that and, and give them their due. These, these were some bad motherfuckers, man. Yeah, 100%, man. And those stats should be counted. And they and I'm so glad that they are. I think they're going to have to ask Bob Kendrick a lot of questions. That man knows more stats he than anybody He knows else. everything. Oh, my goodness. He is, <laughs> it's unbelievable, which a lot of you listening are familiar. But in case you're not, Bob Kendrick is the president of the Negro Leagues Museum. He's been on the podcast a couple of times. And he's yeah, just, go back and listen to those episodes. Oh, please do, because his storytelling is just, it's the best, man. It's it's the best, but I, I agree. See, like, and I also liked Major League Baseball admitting that this was a bad oversight. You know, like, mm-hmm. not only did they get this right now, but it was sort of a vulnerability in the way they announced it. And I think that's right. You know, it, to me, it's okay to say I was wrong or like, man, I didn't get this right. Like, I want to learn here. He, you know, I'm trying to be better at this. Like, it's about time we did this, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I expect people to be able to evolve, you know? And and see, you've educated me on the Negro Leagues. And now Bob has too, you know? Mm-hmm. I knew about them growing up, but I didn't understand what a success they were. I didn't understand how many incredible ball players there were there. Of course, it makes sense that there were. Like, you know, I mean, obviously this league went on for a very long time with incredible, incredible players, but I never realized. And, and now I'm like, you know, I love hearing stories about, you know, not just Satchel Paige, but if it's Josh Gibson, you know, I mean, so many of the guys, uh, so many of the guys who uh, Bob has told us about. And, you know, I, 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 I've got my own education and it's made me a fan, even though we can't watch the games anymore. Right. It's made me like feel like a real fan of the league. And so I'm glad that I think this is going to help other people kind of, mainstream their interest in the Negro Leagues as well. Yeah, and I'm glad you gave him a beater props because, you know, that that's a big thing. I mean, you know, Rob Manford, you know, Dan Halem, they've been doing a great job over there, and they've been very receptive to everything that we've been doing with the Players Alliance and 1,000% and in on everything we've been doing. The Players Association, Tony Clark, Lenora Colon, like everybody's been helping us. So um, MLB has, has, has done a, a really great job in 2020 of, of trying to get this thing right, and, and I'm super excited about what's to come, you know, going forward. That's great, man. I love hearing that. I love hearing that. And um, I just always have the philosophy too. when you want people to learn and you want them to evolve, then we should also, right? We should acknowledge when they are and we should celebrate that. And that's how you, it happens more when you continually beat them up for past mistakes, when they're trying to move on from them, it's like, well, no, like this is what we want, right? Like Mm -hmm. we want them to understand. So I'm glad to hear that they actually are taking the steps that you would hope they would in this collaboration and being receptive and communication and now action as well when it comes to uh, comes to the Negro League. So I saw that today, man, and I was so excited. I was Me like, that too. Is I sick. was excited. Yeah. You know, it came across my phone on Bleach Report and then I posted it and I was like, man, maybe I should like check this first because you know how shit just pop up <laughs> and I got sure so excited. True. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what's but. funny is I do that too. Like I see something, I'm like, okay, wait. Let me cross-reference this with a million things, you know? And then, <laughs> like, I, I feel like I, COVID has definitely got me in that mode. Yeah, like, right. We, like, cross-reference You got to fact-check everything Oh, my now. gosh. Well, you know what's funny? Because it's amazing how many people send you, and this is like a sort of tangent, but whatever. It's our podcast. We can do what we want. We can do what but, we want. <laughs> like, it's amazing how many people will send me, like, some BS video that, let's just say, it's like a conspiracy theory video, you know? And, and I... I, I I'm not someone who doesn't believe in any conspiracy theory. Like, I, I think there could there can be some truth to some things, right? But for the most part, you have to remember, you can manipulate anything to look like truth on the mm-hmm. internet with careful editing, right? And it's unbelievable how many times I've had somebody send me something trying to, you know, create some sort of just absolutely horrifying and incorrect information in regard to COVID <laughs> that you can easily dispel with, with science, you know? And I know this become like an unpopular buzzword, like follow the science, follow the science. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about real scientists, all right, who can look at something and say, this makes no sense and let me tell you why, you know? 
And I feel like everyone's got to be on guard for that, man, because everyone's got some cousin or uncle who's like send it, who will send them something like, you know, I mean, it's going to happen with the vaccine, right? People are going to be sending those like, oh, don't get, don't get the vaccine. This is why. And you're going to have to have like other, like actually educated people, right? People who this is their field say, let me tell you why that's not true. You know, like, and Man, I don't, listen, I don't even open or listen to none of that shit. You know Good. what I'm saying? Good, like, you shouldn't, that. man. <laughs> yeah, none oh, of that shit. That's the way I am, too. You know You know what is the example? Even that some re- people that are close to me that I know, like, I'll leave that shit on scene. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you send me some, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you send me Unread. some stupid shit, I'll, yeah, I'll leave that shit right there. <laughs> You're never getting the red check from C on that. Dude, I know. It's amazing. I think the thing that I always, what I realize is, like, you know, if you Google, like, this is the example I always use, but if you Google bacon is good for you or bacon is bad for you, you will find a million things, like, you know, on, on, on each side, right? And the point being that, you know, depending on what kind of, and I'm, and I'm not here to say one way or another it, I, on that particular topic, but depending on your sources, your information, the motivations behind it, the editing, the article, the sites. You can find anything. You can find anything. It's a really hard time to be a consumer of information. So, like, pick your pick your people you trust and stick with them. I'm telling you right now, bro. I did that with COVID with these guys, with the people I follow on Twitter. This guy Francois Balou, which I've tweeted out before for anyone who wants him. This other dude, Florian Kramer. Uh, this other guy, uh, Wes Pegden. Like they, these guys are so like you. They have no political leanings either way. They're just so. They're just all about good information, you know? Uh, this other guy, Yu Yang Gu, who's been the best at, like, predicting and modeling, like, COVID. And I'm like, you Sounds know Sounds like I'm... you need to put Twitter down for a little bit, because... Yeah, no, you're right. That's, that's basically <laughs> what we got to go. You're 100% right, It sounds like you need to put Twitter down uh, for a little bit, guys. <laughs> I deleted it off my phone, but I still go back to it when I'm on my laptop. Anyway, my point is, find your actual experts and follow them. Follow, follow them. But, dude, yes, great slinging, great, great news for our first slinging heat. What you got for a second, C? Man, I think my, my second slinging heat is, you know, Giannis just signed this huge contract, Supermax, but I think he made a mistake, man. No, I think, why? I think he made a mistake, bro. Uh, nobody. What, what kind of mistake? He's so prideful, right? And, you know, obviously we know his story, you know, coming from Greece and, you know, he came mm-hmm. really from nothing. Um, you know, he loves Milwaukee, gets to Milwaukee, and he's going to be there by himself, cuz. Now he's got KD in the East. He's got a good Boston team. He's got a 76er team that might get James Harden. Like, it's going to be hard to be. And he's so prideful that he's never going to team up with three or four guys and try to recruit him to come to, to Milwaukee. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And he's stuck there for the next five years. He's fucked. I hate to say it like that because he's a great guy and he's an unbelievable player. But, man, cuz, I mean, they need he needs help right now. Like, yeah. he's not, they're not even the best team in the East right now. The Nets are the best team in the East, guys. A healthy KD. So. No, not, 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 I hope so. A healthy <laughs> KD, guys, means the Nets are the best team in the East, period. Yeah. They, period. I mean, look, I, I think that when you have today's NBA, you can do basically a couple models, right? And I think Zach Lowe was talking about this the other day as well, and he's right. Um, you can have two stars with a great complimentary cast. Right. And the right complimentary cast, or you can have three stars and then you don't necessarily need all the pieces around you that are like that deep. Right. You need still the right pieces, but, but not but if that you deep. Ha- but if you have two stars, the only two, the only two star teams that are winning are, are the teams that got Katie and LeBron on them. Yes. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Is there if You don't think if Kyrie was with Giannis, they could win? No. I think, I think they could. It, uh, Giannis don't shoot good enough, guys. Yeah, it's got to be it's, the, the the you got to be Kyrie able to, does, but Kyrie, but Giannis don't. You got to be able to yeah. pull anytime. If it's only two of y'all, so you got to be able to get a bucket at, from wherever on the court. And Giannis yeah. can't do that shit. I mean, I hated for Milwaukee when they let Malcolm Brogdon go, mm-hmm. and we saw last year with Indiana just how impactful he is to winning. He could shoot. He's a great defender. He's smart. You know, he, 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 I also think like he, you know, knew when to shoot, knew when to defer. You know, he's not your mm-hmm. typical like point guard as far as quickness goes or ability to break you down off the dribble. But I thought, I thought he was great. I do think Drew Holiday is a really good fit in Milwaukee. Drew Holiday's nice. He's, yeah. I mean, he's a great fit, but 
Yeah. But I'm just, they you, just, you just you don't think Middleton's a second star no, enough to make it your two star team. Absolutely not. No. And, and, and Giannis don't shoot good enough yet. Yeah. If, if Giannis can shoot from the outside, I wouldn't have a problem with this. But like the way he gets his buckets, it's just too hard for them to score, especially in, in the crush time. And, and like, would you, I mean, I honestly don't really think there's another but, another two besides LeBron and KD that you can you can team somebody up with and win a championship. There's nobody else in the league that could do that. But you know what I will say? Now, I actually think at some point he will win a championship in Milwaukee. I think they're they're close enough that it will happen at some point. I also think this, and I respect this. I think he's saying, hey, I know that a championship here is going to be more satisfying than any other title I win. And yeah, uh, you, 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 you think a championship would be just as satisfying if you went you, to Golden State and won with Steph and Bro, if, and if that motherfucker flew to the moon and took the best 12 players and won a championship, like, it's, it don't it's matter. Not, no, yes, it's it, not going to feel as good. Come it don't on, matter. man. Let me tell you something. I came from a small market in Cleveland. Yes. Had a chance to win. We didn't. And then the next two years in 09, it was even better because it was in New York City, guys. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. But, 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 and I hear you. I hear you. But you guys won in 09. Because of you. And the team hadn't made the playoffs the year before, you know? But what like, they got to do with anything? Well, you were going to a team that hadn't won a championship in nine years still. You know but what I mean? went it's to a not, team that had 27, 26 championships. Yeah. You know what but I'm it, saying? Like, But it wasn't a roster that, like, had a bunch of dudes who've already done this a million times. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I guess, yeah, you did have shit, Jeter Pettit. I had Mo, the core Posada, four. Yeah. Like, the motherfuckers yeah. had four but, rings. But but there's, I, I don't know. I don't, uh, well, let me, let me, let me Bro, say this Bro, I'm to telling you. you he just, if you would have won one in Cleveland, do you think it still would have been more meaningful than the one you won in 09? Um, like, you win in 07. You know, if I, I mean, I, it's hard for me to sit as, I was in a different mind frame when I was in the small market, if that makes sense. Like, he's yeah. sitting in Milwaukee trying to slay dragons. So, like, for me, Sitting in Cleveland, I was aiming for New York. I was just so like, it yeah, it would have meant more. But actually, but when when it didn't happen, and I came to New York and won, like, and you win as a Yankee, there's no other place to win than in New York, guys. So uh, like, if if it didn't happen in Milwaukee, he ended up with the Lakers with Anthony Davis, and three years after LeBron left, and they won, and he won in L.A. It's, come on, guys. Like, I I agree that it still feels amazing. Like, I, I'm sure the championships are. You know, especially when you know you still obviously were needed and a huge part of it, which Giannis would be. Would be. It would yeah. still feel great. But I'm just saying, I don't think it would feel as great as winning one in Milwaukee and accomplishing that mission. And I think but he's looking what? at it, He's guess saying, what? look, I, I'm going to get four years to try and do it. We, we ain't never got to worry about that because he ain't going to win in, in Milwaukee. Not, with, not as long as KD in yeah. the East, guys. So you don't, you don't think he'll win one in the next five Hell years? Hell no. And you got Boston with Tatum and, and fucking Kimball Walker and Jalen Brown getting better every day? Yeah, like, but come we've, on, man. This, hey, this Boston team has just as much to prove in the playoffs as Milwaukee does. They do. They do. Yeah. But, they, but they got they got more talent. Yeah, I mean, they have, they have a lot of talent. I agree. But I, I still, I, I'm telling you right now, if you ask me, is Giannis going to win one in Milwaukee over the next five years? I would say yes. Damn. I would say I yes. Know. I think he will. I think you he know will. What's this is the best like time for the NBA right now we've had in a long time because we don't know who's going to win. I know. You know what I'm saying? No. Like for the for the longest there, there's really, you know, there's really no favorite. Just because no. LeBron's, you know, getting up there in age and, you know, the league is kind of getting back right in order with everybody getting healthy. So you know, Chris Paul went to 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 Phoenix. Like, you know, I mean, you, you, it's it's up in the air, bro. Literally. I, I also think, like, even think about a team like Denver. You know, I mean, Denver was really close to pushing the Lakers last year, right? Yeah. Like, if they if that if Anthony Davis doesn't hit that shot on the worst inbound defense I've ever seen in my life from oh, a guy I horrible. really like, Mason Plumley. Like, I mean, we. Who, who knows what that series ends up like, man? You, you know, think they need, you think they need a, another piece, or are they they good the way they are? Denver? I think if I think it's weird, man, because you know, like Murray played like a star last yeah, year. You know, yeah. so if he's that, then I don't know that they do. I think Port they probably need that other guy who can just go get a bucket whenever he wants, and it feels like Porter might be ready to be that guy. Mm -hmm. You know, 
But I also, I got to tell you, man, I think Portland's going to be really good this you year. You like Portland, guys. I do, man. They, I, I, a, love a, I, I love Dame. I love Dame, too. I literally yeah. love Dame. He's from the Bay. He's yeah. from Oakland. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's a, he's a guy, but he, he's going to be in the same boat as Giannis. He's too prideful. He's never oh, going to team up with nobody. And like, he's, he's gonna but be I stuck. like that. I, I like, like that, that too, yeah. but it, that's not going to equate to a championship in yeah. this NBA, cuz. Let, let me be clear. <laughs> I really liked when you came to the Yankees, and I really like Giannis and Dame Stang. <laughs> that's how I feel. I, I, I like both those scenarios. All right, so you say Giannis shouldn't have stayed. You know what's funny, though, man? The reality is, the now, at some point, an organization could tell a player, tough crap, you're staying, but if let's say if in two years, Giannis was miserable and he really wanted to leave even though he signed this contract. He probably could still force his way out. Oh, it's the NBA, cuz. He can definitely get out if he wants. Yeah. And and that's what's going to happen. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. I'm going to make a prediction He's going to be so frustrated the next two playoffs, cuz. He he, Remember, he could could win. So he's only, what, 25? He's 25. Yeah. He he could play these next... uh, well, I guess five the extension years. kicks in next year. So next so five next years. Is, yeah. He could play these next five years or even four years if he wanted to force it earlier, but let's say five. Take his run at it. Say, you know what? Like, I, we didn't get it done. Now I'm going to go find someplace else. He's only 30 years old. And he'll you know? be a better shooter by then, too. Yeah. Yeah. So he, I he'll, think he'll win in his 30s, guys. And it won't be in Milwaukee. That's my prediction. All right. We need to come up with some stakes for a bet because I am saying... That You're he saying is that he wins win. in the next five years, yeah. Yes, I believe he'll win in his next five years. I will tell you, having, of all the, you know, we deal with a lot of s- stars in different ways on our ESPN broadcast. Giannis blows me away, man. He is, like, first of all, I mean, you know, he's a great dude to interact with. One of the with. nicest per- oh. people I've ever met. <laughs> and, and his brothers, too, bro. Oh, they're they're fantastic. Fantastic. But he also, like, the stories of this guy's burning desire to win and the way he works. I mean, he tried to buy Milwaukee's old practice gym. When, when they moved, he wanted to buy it. Like, he, 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 he was trying to just, like, buy it buy for it. himself to, to, you know, to have to practice. He would get off flights at 2 in the morning and go right to the practice gym to work on certain things, pick and roll coverage, things that had just happened in a game that they lost that he wanted to work on. Like, this is a dude who Mike Budenholzer has these lockout days where he f- literally physically locks the door to the gym to keep the team from coming in. And that sparked because Giannis will work himself into the ground he cares mm-hmm. so much, you know? And I just I just feel like that guy is going to elevate everyone around him. And yes, it hasn't happened yet, but he's still very early in the ascent He's super taking young. steps. Yeah, yeah. He's I super just, young. I just think the, the his talent level and that work ethic is going to eventually frustrate him when he can't get past whoever in the East, bro. And he's yeah. going to the gym and he's working that hard and all that shit and it's not happening. I think, you know, like that, that, can, that can drive you insane too. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm doing all this shit. Like you want everybody to be doing all this shit. We got to get over the hump. Yeah. And, and when he can't drag them over the hump, it's going to get frustrating <laughs> as fuck. You know what? One one more thing on this. Bobby Wagner pointed this out. It's a really good point. It's sort of us getting to see the hypothetical that we didn't with LeBron play yeah. out now in Milwaukee, right? We didn't yeah. get to see it play out with LeBron in Cleveland. You know why we didn't get, get to see, to see, it, see it, play- it now? We didn't get to see it play out with LeBron is because the media, us, was putting so much pressure on him to, to win. And, and his, his career was going to be determined by championships, period. Yeah. The first fucking day he stepped into the league, he was expected to win championships. Yeah. So he he had a different kind of pressure on him than Giannis has. You know what I'm saying? You know, he had to go win because like he had to. You're you're totally right, and I think for his journey, he's every move he's made has been the right one for him, and it'd be hard to argue that at this point. Plus, he got Cleveland their championship, right? He, got, he came back and got it. Yeah. But it, it's interesting because I do think like Milwaukee needs a championship run for then Giannis to be, like, the ratings driver in the league that he could be, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, we like, if we're basketball fans, I love watching Giannis. Like, I love watching them. But, like, for whatever reason, like, I think that team hasn't totally penetrated the... And not that people care that much about this, but it hasn't penetrated, like, the ratings 
in the way that they will if they end up a team that wins a championship. Then all of a sudden, I think I think that's what the, the this Milwaukee team needs like a a seventy win season, which you can't have this year, obviously, unless you go seventy and two, but or a or a championship. And then I think they all of a sudden become like you know a glitzy team to watch as well. They don't have as the guys ne- for that. I, well, yeah, they may not. They may not. I, we'll see. We'll see. I, 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 I like him staying. All right, what's your third sling and heat? See, damn, I forgot. Oh, college football. <laughs> college yeah. football. <laughs> My third sling and heat is uh, college football, bro. What the fuck with the schedule and all this? You know who's getting in and who's not, and all of this shit, bro. It's COVID. It's twenty twenty. Everybody's been battling through this shit. Can we just get a tournament where it's 12 teams, 16 teams, sweet 16, whatever, and just let everybody in for this one year and, and mm. not try to fucking determine who didn't play enough games or a conference championship game and who fucking lost to Louisiana and all of this bullshit. Like, let's just play a tournament. And, and I mean, every major fucking sports, every major, every major sports league did a tournament this year, basically. Yeah. You know, yeah. so why not college football? I, I think you're totally right, man. I mean, look, look at what, I mean, first of all, you know, you can't, it's people look at like pro sports, college sports. It's, it's not apples to apples because the resources aren't the same, right? Like pro sports can navigate this much easier because you have the money to spend on testing every day. Um, you also, I think it's a little different than dealing with college kids in some regard, but, but you just able, you have more resources, you know, it's mm-hmm. simple as that in college. It's, you know, it's it's a little bit more of the wild wild west with this pandemic, and so you're not having the same controlled atmospheres. Uh, you know, it's it's been a total mess. They've done the best they could, um, but I agree. Like, how are you honestly supposed to feel good about your champion with anything other than a tournament? Anything like, other than a tournament? It, it makes no sense. Like, yeah, every team deserves to be in this year. Every team that played, you know what I'm saying? That that got a full schedule or played six games or five games, put them in. And let's just yeah. do a tournament, man. Like, it, it makes no, absolute no sense that they're going to try to pick four teams out of all this shit that happened this year. Yeah, I I, I don't know how you are. And, like, are, are you, you know, is 6-0 and oh weighing with, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I completely agree. Now, I will say the one caveat to that is the only reason they may not want to do that is they may feel like expanding the tournament even more puts health and safety in an even more precarious spot. And so they may say, you know what? Screw it. We'd rather have it be, you know, a year without the same equitable circumstances we're used to. But at least we only have four more teams to deal with or however many more teams to deal with. And then we're done with our season, whatever. We got through it. We put it into books, et cetera. But if you can create some sort of, you know, bubble-ish atmosphere and have have a tournament of sorts, see, even if it was just expanded to eight teams, you know, yeah. like I, I do agree with you that that would be the best way to go. Cause trying to figure out who the best four teams are based on the samples you have, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And if Ohio state don't get in, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm gonna go bananas. Are you an Ohio state fan? No, I'm a Justin Fields fan. Okay. So I want to see him play. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Like, I, I want to see him play in the, in the playoff. Well, so they, w- what do you think? Do you think they're going to get in? I don't think they're going to get in. Because no. uh, they're they're shorter game, so yeah. I honestly don't. I think they set it up this week to to um, maybe put Texas A and M in, and if Florida beats Alabama, they're gonna put Florida in. But Florida ain't gonna beat Alabama. Ain't nobody's beating Alabama this year, so we yeah. ain't gotta worry about that. But well, good. I, so your tournament won't be necessary then. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny, man? Is like I I have to say like yeah, because right, Ohio's only Ohio State's only played five games. They've only played yeah, five yeah. games. And then Michigan, while Notre Dame is nine and zero, right? Yeah, but Notre like, Dame beat Clemson with no Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. You know and Clemson's so, eight and one. Their only loss is that game without him. Yeah, so this it's fucking it's crazy, bro. It's like all yeah. over the place. Like you cannot tell me that Notre Dame's number two and they they barely beat Clemson with the freshman quarterback. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, don't nobody want to watch them play Alabama again, man? Get the fuck out of here! Like they're gonna lose about five touchdowns, guys. You know what I will say? Like, I do feel, I don't know if you feel this as a sports fan. I feel most invested and engaged with the events that feel most normal to me to mm-hmm. compared to what we're used to. So, like, I, with the NFL season, it has felt totally legit, real to me because 
We're having, you know, with very few exceptions, a couple games have got moved around, right? But our Sundays are like our Sundays. And a, a football television product doesn't change that much because you don't cut to the crowd a ton in football, you know? So I feel like the same level of credibility, legitimacy, and investment that I'm used to feeling with the NFL. I think with the NBA, we're going to feel that because, it, and, and it's the same time of year with NFL too. Mm -hmm. I think with the NBA, we're going to feel that more now than we did with the bubble. Even though the bubble was fun to watch, you and I loved it. Like, I think it's going to feel more credible, more legitimate now when we're watching them play at their normal time, you know, even if there's not fans in the stands. Like, mm -hmm. for me, college football has just been hard to get into because, like, you know, I feel like there's a 30% chance the game's going to be canceled right before kick, you know, and it's like, I, it's all over the place. Like, there's a lack of, like, organization to it that, for me, makes it a little easier to tune out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish I could. I'm just such a huge football fan that yeah. I wish I could turn this shit off, but it just, it's just driving me nuts. Well, when I have your man cave, I I I'll be locked in Saturdays <laughs> and Sundays, too. I, think I don't I'm, leave that couch, bro. Man, <laughs> when uh, when we get ready to, to do the basement someday, I'm going to have to consult you and Amber on how you got that done. No doubt. R2C2 is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the Ringer Podcast Network. Looking for a better way to bet on your favorite sports online? If you can dream it, you can probably bet it through FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel offers spreads, parlays, money lines, over-under, props, and in-game bets, all in an easy-to-use app. When you win, you can receive your winnings in your bank account in as little as 48 hours through a safe and secure process. See, you and I have doing a little end-of-season bet against each other. We're both 0-2 thus far, Terrible, man. terrible. Oh, we're both 0-2. We want you guys to continue to tweet at us at CC underscore Sabathia, at Ryan Rucco, at R2C2 with what you think the stakes should be for our bet, if anybody ever wins a game. Um, see, what are you going with this week? <laughs> <laughs> what do you like this week? Yo, I'm taking the Browns, man. The Browns are coming to New York. Um, you know, they, they need to keep, you know, keep winning to get to the playoffs. Um, they're, they're minus five. I'm taking the Browns. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't do well with my Giants plus three against Arizona, um, which you knew I wouldn't. I'm not no. going to take them against you here, but I am going to take Kansas City minus three in New Orleans. I know they allowed that late cover from Miami this past weekend, which is what got UC and, and mm -hmm. gave you a loss. But I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like they cleaned some things up. New Orleans has been flirting with trouble. They still don't have Drew Brees back. Um, I, I like Kansas City to cover there. So I will go with the Chiefs. And C and I will probably both be 0-3 when we talk again next that, week. That wa that line is, is is you know, weirdly low, bro. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know what well, that is. Well, the Saints is, are but we'll home see. and they're good. You know, yeah. that's 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 why. But, but yeah, I mean, I agree. It's not, you know, there's not fans the same way. So That's what I'm saying. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Check out FanDuel Sportsbook app today to experience sports betting the way it always should have been. FanDuel, more ways to win. 21 plus and present in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, West Virginia, Indiana, Colorado, Iowa, Tennessee. First online real money wager only. Site credit is non-withdrawable and expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See sportsbook.fanduel.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois. Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. We'll see. What do you think? Should we uh, should we take some? Uh, well, you know what? Well, I think this was a Twitter question, so I'll, I'll give the person a pop, but I'll also just ask you myself. Mm -hmm. What do you think about the Indians changing their logo? I know uh, I, I know people have asked you that before, but mm -hmm. you know you played in Cleveland for a long time. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good thing. I think if it offends one person, then we need to take a look at it. And I'm glad that the organization is is doing that. You know, all those years I played there, seven and a half years. Um, it was always people out in front of the stadium protesting, um, you know, the name of the team, especially on opening day. Um, so, so for them to recognize that and, and be making a change is it's a good thing. Well, it looks like Dylan Pimentel said, what do you guys think about changing the Cleveland team to a Negro League team name? Buckeyes was a former Cleveland team. Stars, Grays, Monarchs. What do you think about that, C? Uh, I think that'd be dope. Um, I think 
I think that I, me personally, I think they're gonna go back to the Spiders because I think that was the name of the team before um, the Indians was the Cleveland mm. Spiders. So, you know, we'll see. What do you think of the Spiders, man? I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know either. Yeah, like I mean, it's kind of cool that it was it, a team name before. It'd be kind of cool, like to 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 for like accessories for the for the stadium and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like fan yeah. wise, you can have some fun with that, but. You know, a team name is a team name. It is what it is. You, you put it on and fucking go play. Yeah. Yeah. You, well, true. Um, all right. This is, I think it's Sean Ryan, but I'm going to double check. Um, DJ, uh, Adam Adovino recently said on At Talking Yanks, uh, our buddy John Boy, uh, his podcast, and um, uh, he, he said that DJ LeMayu isn't really the type of guy that likes to be wine and dined as a free agent. How do you think the Yankees could, should go about pitching DJ to stay in the Bronx beyond obviously money and the chance to win a ring? Hmm. I think, I think uh, you have to just go talk to DJ. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he, like you know how we heard about you know, them bringing cold wine and all of that shit? He's not going to be impressed by that. You know what I'm saying? Like, DJ's a real dude, like, down to earth. And, um, so, but I, I do think the Yankees... And I've said this. I do think the Yankees have that have an advantage in the sense, in the way that he's played here. He's been here. He knows what it's about. He's been, you know, playing in the Bronx in a, in a packed stadium. He's played in the playoffs, and he succeeded here. He knows it's fun. He knows this is this is the spot to play. You know, yeah. so in that sense, he don't, they don't have to sell themselves. Um, you know, the the the, the pinstripes kind of sell themselves. You know, in that way. So I do think they have the advantage in in that he's already played here for two years. Look, I hope they figure it out. I, I certainly think they will, and they should. Um, he, he's been their best player the last two years. Like for the sure. guy, you need him to stay. Like it'd be, and and I think it's the best thing for him too, knowing how much he loves it here. So let's hope. I that, mean, I, you know, I, I haven't talked to him personally, but I, I yeah. think, I mean, him being the best player the last two years here in in New York in the Bronx, he wants to stay here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But right, it, the, the numbers just got to be right. You know what? Let's hope that this is just part of a negotiation and the numbers are right because it would be a massive step backwards for the Yankees to lose him. And I think also from DJ's standpoint, he's perfect. For, he's built for this, you know? Mm -hmm. So let's hope they figure it out. Um, all right. This question is from Sarah Briggs. She says, which players playing currently would CeCe have loved to have seen on the Yankees? Also planning a trip to Kansas City in the summer from the UK to see the Yankees. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Any barbecue recommendations? Gates. Gates on the barbecue for sure. You got to go yeah. to Gates. What's she right. mean, uh, current players that are like, on the Yankees anybody, now? Yeah, yeah, any, yeah, that you would want to, uh, or no, like playing in baseball that you would have wanted to have as a teammate. I think it, it, it would, I think I would have fun time playing with Mookie. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that would have been, I think that would have been cool. Um, Man, I know like Dex, me and Dex will have fun. Uh, we'll probably get kicked off. Me and Adam will probably get fucking kicked off a team if we play together. <laughs> <laughs> so just my boys, you know what I'm saying? My boys that I'm close with, I think it'd be a lot of fun to play with. I like it. Um, like when me and Prince played together, it was it was a joke. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it was we were we were doing too much bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, here's the last one, Corey. Milstein says favorite food he has, he has a few questions a holiday theme question favorite food for Christmas what's that for you you have a favorite Christmas food oh man my favorite Christmas food would probably be I mean it's not even food it's just like eggnog I love eggnog cuz nice like when it's Christmas time and like you know you're walking through the, the grocery store you can grab some eggnog I love eggnog you so you like eggnog even without a little uh, obviously because you don't drink yeah, but like no, you like it without no, with any booze. I, I used to drink it as a kid with no booze in it, you know. And nice. then as I got older, I would fucking it would be this much eggnog, <laughs> and then the rest would be fucking Hennessy. But then now it's just straight eggnog again. So uh, nice, it's, it's good. Throwback to when you're a kid. <laughs> you know what? I would say my the thing the food I actually associate most with Christmas is my mom makes these cinnamon buns at always Christmas morning. We've had to adapt our trip. We were very like tradition based, like growing up, which I love. Like mm -hmm. I love Christmas time. I love sticking to traditions. My family was always amazing about that. We've had to adapt a little bit because of my NBA games and like having to call games Christmas Day and traveling, and then also 
my sister having kids now, you know, all that stuff that everybody ad- adjusts to. But like whatever day we end up celebrating, she still makes the Cinnabon. So that's like, <laughs> the, that's what I associate with for Christmas food. Um, he then says CBA looking at the next year, what things stand out is most important to change going into the next CBA. I, I don't know what's most important to change. I think, you know, just from an entertainment standpoint, C and I have both talked a lot about feeling like there needs to be a more exciting, condensed free agency period for the sake yeah. of the league. They need to um, figure out the rules. They need to figure out, you know, the DH and, you know, all of that that different stuff. Like, they need yeah. to really lock those down and, and, and figure out, like, a set of rules that they want to play under, too. Which, you know, it seems like, and this was reported this week, everybody kind of wants the universal DH, but, you know, MLB is trying to use it as a bargaining chip and... Players Association saying that's not a bargaining chip. It's what you want as well. And so it's holding that up. But, but let's pray that at the end of the day, we do get a universal DH because no one needs to see pitchers hit unless it's you, see. Don't nobody, I don't even, don't nobody want to watch my fat ass hit either. Don't nobody want to watch that shit, bro. We want to see hitters well, hit, guys. If they want to, coming in spring of 2022 in Central Park, they'll be able to. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> our, our season's been delayed, man. Our, our man, softball. Two fucking years, guys. Two years, man. Fuck? Two years, man. Crazy. Oh, brutal. Well, anyway, man, uh, we will be back with um, a brand new episode Monday with Amber making her R2C2 debut. I'm pumped for that, man. I mean, I know I'm going to lose my job, but <laughs> but that's okay. That's all right. Yeah, no, nah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to have her on. I mean, you know, she did so much with the doc and did so much with helping me in my career. So it's just going to be a lot of fun to be able to, you know, talk through that stuff and and, and then have, have everything come out on Tuesday. It's going to be it's going to be dope. And you guys know the deal. New episodes every Thursday. This coming week, the episode with Amber will be released Monday, Christmas week. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at R2C2. And make sure you're following us on Spotify and tell everybody you know, you know we're nomadic. It's our third move, but now we're with The Ringer for good. So make sure you're following us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's R2C2. We're back Monday with Amber Sabathia. Peace. Yes, sir.